0: Okay. Welcome to another episode of Matt Levitt Online. Matt Levitt here. I'm with Charlotte McCabe. Charlotte, real estate agent. Yes. Um, Super happy to have you join us here on the show. And I want to go through uh, uh, several items with you today. Charlotte, you have been involved in the real estate business now for a short period of time, I understand. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that.
1: I think it's been 18 months now. That 18 I've been months. In real estate.
0: And how did you get into? You're certainly not new to the business world. You've been involved in business for a number of years. I've um,
1: been in sales my whole life. Okay. Starting with, um, I could pretty much, I've sold a lot of things, both okay. inside and outside sales. Okay. Um, and had always been in sales my whole life. Um, so you like it? It's just who I am. Yeah. And I just, I get it. I. It's just I. They always tease me. That I can sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's certainly a lot of things. I. Love, that's why I like talking to you because there, you know there's there's we in 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 working with you over the past three years. I know there's been a number of areas that we've connected on in the selling process and and getting people involved. And you know, MLO is about micro entrepreneurship. You know, mm-hmm. it's a. People who are in small business or independent contractors. I work a lot with insurance, financial services. I work a lot with real estate and property management. I work with direct sale people. I do a lot of work with independent contractors, but also small business owners and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you're always selling something, right? Right. You know, yeah. it's part of the process. Um, so, real estate. What brought you to real estate?
1: Well, I like I said, I've been in sales my whole year, my whole life. My husband and I had a company. Um, and my daughter was graduating from school, and so I was gonna be an empty nester. And I thought, okay, I've had this dream my whole life to be a real estate agent, and it's something I've always wanted to do. So we kind of had some conversations with different people and my husband, and I decided I'm gonna try it. So I did, I went to school, the first day of school, I seriously said, I can't do this, I'm not kidding, it was horrible. I mean, I thought we just got to show houses, and and um, you know, we just show houses, we write the contracts, we go to closing, and we collect a check and we're on our way. There's a lot more to it than that. Um, so I came home that first day and I said, "I don't know if I can do this. I don't, that's a lot of, that I gotta like push in my head." Mm. Went back the second day. I'm like, "I can do this." The third day, the fourth day. By the end of the week, I'm like, "I am loving this, and I'm gonna stay with it." So we went through one week, and then we have to take our test, which was another struggle. I studied really hard, took the test. And then we have a couple more weeks, and all in, it takes about a month to just get through the schooling to even to become an agent. Then you have to find a broker and sign on with a broker. And then uh, then you start mm-hmm. guess what where do you start
0: right where do you start
1: um, first of all I got to find some people to buy houses or to sell houses so you well it's get a business yeah
0: that's that's what it is you got to have a, a buyer or a seller right yeah and you got to, there's a qualification process right there just big to time, find that
1: big time and, and how do you find these people um, Fortunately, I've, I've lived in Otana long enough that um, and been very active in the community, involved in a lot of different organizations that I knew quite mm-hmm. a few people. So I had a contact list, this was quite large. So I sent out, obviously, a, a letter um, stating you know, who I was. that I'm, I'm now a real estate agent, I can help you with any of your needs, who I was signed on with a broker. Um, Anyway, I sent out a letter to, to probably probably about four or five hundred letters went out, um, kind of an introduction letter, who I was. Um, that kind of went no place. I mean, nobody called me after those letters went out. Then I sent out some...
0: Um, well, you keep going.
1: I, yep, yeah. I just out, sent, sent out more marketing material, did some things on Facebook, but kept very active in the community. Um, always wore my name badge, and people like, "Oh, you're with the, I didn't know you're a real estate agent," and that still happens to this day. In fact, just the other day, somebody said, "I didn't know you're a real estate agent," so it happens. I mean, not everybody connects the first time that that oh, Charlotte McCabe's a agent, but um, anyway. So I went on with that, and then. Um,
0: so it's one of the big things you're talking about. First of all, I mean, I mean, I've been around a lot of real estate agents. I've worked on both sides of that uh, as an investor. And um, property management, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the things that that I've realized um, is that it doesn't happen overnight. You know, that's a business that takes a while to cultivate. Because how often do people really sell or buy a home?
1: Right. You know? It used to be seven. I think it's, I don't even know what the numbers are now, but probably it's eight, nine, ten years, you know? So,
0: you know, just because you maybe send out people and you put your, Letter out to them, or they have a magnet on their refrigerator. I don't know if you do that, but I have yeah. done that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so um, you know they may not, they might not be interested right then to be be getting involved with selling their home, and they may not be interested in buying a home. But you do have buyer and seller opportunities. Do you work both sides?
1: Yes, I do. Yep.
0: Okay, so you do listings, but you also do take people and show them. Okay.
1: Yeah. My very first one I did was a listing. Mm-hmm. Um. The second one to do is just buying. So sometimes you have, what you really like is when you have a a buyer that wants to buy and sell their house, Mm -hmm. because then you get two sides. Um, And the real goal is to list a house and then sell that house, because then you get two sides. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the I we were we were talking earlier, and for the audience, um, we were having a conversation about that. We were having lots of conversations, you know, the National Association or Real Estate Association. It's like one point three million people now um, mm-hmm. in in North America. I mean, it's huge. It's massive, and you have all kinds of opportunity to learn and to continue through the the process of, you know, how to communicate, how to generate leads, how to and one of the things at MLO we talk about is you know creating leads and how do you do that and going through the creation process and um i want to talk to you about that here in a second but you know qualifying a lead is also very important and then you know you got to present to them and but you have a couple of sides to this that are that are interesting because if you're going for listings and you have somebody um that's interested in listing their home or their property you're presenting to them to to utilize you as the talent that would be good for them or a good fit for them to potentially list the home mm-hmm. you know of course that's a qualification process for you as well right mm-hmm. you don't just take any lead not every not everybody walking down the street is a potential lead for real estate correct they got to be somebody so take me through that process a little bit well
1: first of all there's a lot of qualification in in real estate first of all say you're going to work with somebody that's just they want to list their house mm-hmm. so you have to you're going to meet with them and first of all hopefully they know you somehow or some way so you have some um, common ground that you can communicate with you know whether they are friends of yours or know your parents or they know you through some organization you're in so you have that common so there's goal. trust
0: that's already being being established yeah. perhaps
1: so when, when you go meet with them the first time um, usually what I to do is just sit and communicate with them is how they want to be communicated you want to you know what's your best form of communication by email um, texting um, calling on the phone you also want to find out about their family so you know do they have any children do they have pets do they have dogs do they have um, so there's a lot of factors that you want to bring you, you, you want to get to know these people really well so you can bring the best price for their house and, uh, and you get to know them and their lifestyle kind of in their house now. I also, um, because not only that, have you, they're still not your client yet. You yeah. still want to, you right. still got to get their trust and then you have to come up and the god awful thing is you got to come up with a price for their house <laughs> that that, they are, that they're going to accept and yeah. that the market will accept and that, right. that's a true, um, that's kind of the, probably what's going to get you the listing or not get you the listing.
0: Yeah. And so yes. that it's a level. So it's just a matter of getting that that trust and developing um, or or going down through the process, not only from trust, but also continuing down the process to find out what their value of their home is going to be. But it's a it's a value that's going to work for them. So there is a, another qualification process of qualifying what they're going to be able to feel like is, you know, cause you know, everybody always thinks they have the prettiest home and the best home and the whatever, whatever, whatever. Do. Even us know? realtors,
1: our houses are worth more than the neighbors. Just <laughs> <Exactly>. ask us. exactly
0: <laughs> Yeah. So that is, uh, there, there's a, so you got to deal with that cold, hard fact sometime, you know, that, that cold, hard feeling of, Hey, this is what this is. In other words, you know, the market is saying that it's worth this. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you fit, how do you, how do you go through that process?
1: That? There's quite a few different processes and there's a couple of different ways you can take off on that. First of all, when, when you start this whole process, you want to, somehow you want to gain that they're very confident in that you know what you're doing. Of course. So when you're preparing, when you're doing the walkthrough, mm-hmm. I mean, because you do a walkthrough because you want to, you know, check out their house before you can price their house, you, you know, has it been updated, what's the square footage? And uh, There's a lot of factors that we look at because there's no two houses alike um, for the most part. And so you really have to walk through, and and you have to get their feeling. You know, everybody has a different value placed on things. Some, mm. pe- some people place value on a golf course. Others don't. So you kind of have to get what they place their values on also as you're walking through that house. Um, and then you – I mean, it's a lot of number crunching, a lot of looking, a lot of, I mean – it's, it's a lot to put the numbers together where you feel confident in what you can sell that house for, because I can list a house, I can put whatever price I want on that house, or they can put whatever price, but if that house doesn't sell for that price, you've done them no justice, right. because now you're listing their house that's way overpriced or way underpriced. Most of the time it's not underpriced, but it's way overpriced. So now that house is sitting there out in the market, and now you have nobody that wants to look at it because oh, that's overpriced, it's overpriced. Well, now you just took all these people that are first looking at it on the market, because they're not gonna go back and look at that house again. So it's really important that you price that house that house appropriately mm-hmm. from the get go, so right. it sells. Um,
0: and sometimes you have to have that hard conversation with somebody. Yeah, it's like, do. I, I don't know, do you do? You, um, are you, you know, is this? Are you serious about selling your home? because you know, the the reality is, is that your price point that you're looking for is not really what the market's going to bear. And gotcha. there's that hard conversation. There's a way of having that conversation now. Sometimes you're dealing with an analytical. Sometimes you're dealing with a hardcore, dominant driver type of person that's like, this is how it's going to be, you know? And other times you're dealing with a more amiable person that's like, okay, I, I get where you're coming from. I accept this. Um, they may be a little grumpy about it. Um, and then, of course, you've got the expressive person that goes crazy on you. You know? Right. No, yeah. you know just, but, it, it's very you, true. You just never know which, which direction that person is going to go. And that's why I think it's and, so
1: important to to... You almost have to read what type of people they are before you even. I mean, when yep. I present my CMA, yeah. I I work with them. I don't come right out and say your house is like yes. this. Right. I, I kind of explain the market, explain where we're at, point out the highlights of their house, because everybody has a nice home, and then we get to that market, or you know, to the price. And every time I, they've all agreed because I give them a range, except for once, and that one time. I said, you then you Sorry. really don't I'm having trouble with I... Then I says, You really don't wanna sell your house? She goes, No, I don't have to sell my house. I just wanna see if it's gonna bring this much.
0: Um, it's funny, Siri just set off my other phone. Isn't that funny? <laughs> just talking. Uh somehow I laid my arm on it and it set off the other the other phone. Sorry about that. Um so one here, let me dump this other phone somewhere so that doesn't happen again. <laughs> um so the, the the uh interesting thing about what you're sharing here is your years of experience in selling inside outside you you start to develop this pattern or social intelligence of people and what their behavior is going to be or how it's it's going to, you know once you once you get your your field of expertise down and you get you become confident w- with what it is that you're involved with that years of social intelligence that you've created that you've been involved with or your your emotional intelligence of other people or EQ it's it's also called um starts to shine through and that's how you have been able to take what takes, you know, most realtors um a couple three years in some cases before they ever move a home, but to have already had such great success like you're having mm-hmm. right off the bat mm-hmm. and only being involved here in a year and a half and you're already you know, making records, you know, not cutting records, but you know, because you're not you don't there. think you're a singer, <laughs> are you? No, no. No, not not that kind of records, but you're you're actually making rec- you're actually producing Business at a level that most people don't ever do. That's 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 only been in this arena for as shorter period of time as you. But you're applying all these things. We talked about this um, in a previous conversation about creation, about creating the lead and the lead generation, and knowing you were mentioning. I want you to share this about you know you you're in a situation. We were talking about you were up in the cities, and you were in a situation where um, you 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 were uh, totally like ran into somebody and started to stroke up a conversation, and you wound up with business, right? Transacting business. How that happen? It's it's. And does this
1: happen often? A lot of time. It has happened to me more than once, but yeah. it's it's just striking up a conversation with somebody. Um, randomly, we were just talking, you know, you know, and pretty soon it's like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then pretty soon you're sharing business cards, and pretty soon you're, and this it didn't happen like like I'm just walking around handing out my business cards, but it's it's getting, getting to know people, and they get the confident level in you, and then maybe the professionalism, yeah. um, just shines through. Or it, it's just getting, I, it's getting to know people and getting them to trust you. Is and I, it's not that I am out there trying to get people to trust me. It just it just happens. <laughs> it does. I happen. mean, it just because they feel comfortable
0: well you're engaging you know you're engaging with them and when you engage with somebody um the connection starts to happen you're reading their emotional intelligence whether you ever study that or not you're reading the type of person that they are and understanding how to reflect what's going to work for them and whether or not you happen to have something for them Mm -hmm. um well it's a very interesting conversation that we're having um we had talked about um, how you you operate with creation, creating leads, qualifying. I mean, you're getting leads from because people have known you in the community. You're you're qualifying them because once they contact you and they're interested in buying or selling, well, then that in in this arena, that's a pretty qualified lead. We hope, but just because somebody wants to buy something doesn't mean they are qualified to buy something, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's you got a right. whole other
0: qualification
1: process to go through. Yeah, there's you know, just because someone they make clients say hey, I want to buy a house, well, it's just not that easy. It's you have to. First of all, we want to find out if they're if they're financially qualified. Then we want to find out is that the proper home for them. Um, there's people sometimes that look at houses that I'm thinking to myself that's that's not going to work for them, but I don't know what their values are. I mean, yeah, he may like to golf, but he doesn't want to live on a golf course, or he may like to he may like to fish, but he doesn't want to live on a lake. I mean, so there's a lot of different factors that you take into, once again, it's getting to know your, your client and what their wants and needs are and try to blend them together.
0: You're listening. You have to be a good listener. Huge listener. And ask a
1: lot of questions and listen. Ask
0: a lot of questions and listen. I love that. Um, that's, that's definitely part of the process. You sound like someone, and I know this in, in being around you, that um, preparation is an important piece to the puzzle. It's key. Um, it's really key. In, in many areas, right? In every area. It's in every really area.
1: Um, I always say it's better to be over-prepared than under-prepared. I got caught a couple times being under-prepared because I was just assuming and never assumed because you know what that stands for. But you should always be prepared. I mean, when you're going to meet with that client, have everything you need with them. Have... Um, I know sometimes people are like, I don't to go through all that work. What if they don't even, you know, what if they don't even, you know, they don't even want to buy a house from me? Or they don't even want to um, list a house with me. I think by going in and being prepared, that could change their mind because whoa, she had everything right here. Mm-hmm. I know she's going to take care of me. Um, have you ever walked so, in and not been prepared? Yes, I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> and, and This, this just, is what makes a difference, you know. They just, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to go meet with them. We're going to sit and visit. I'm going to get to know them. I'm going to do a walkthrough on their house, which we did. And at the end of that walkthrough, they're like, well, what do you think we should list that at? And I'm like, well, I'd you know, like to look at some numbers. And and they're like, no, we want to sign the contract. We, we're we ready to go. And I was not prepared. And I, And if I would have... Done a little bit more research and kind of went in there knowing a little bit about the house that I did. I probably could have ran some numbers and came close because they already had a number at the top of their head, which the in at the end it came right where I would have priced it anyway. So mm-hmm. we, but yeah, it was.
0: Did you feel a little awkward? Very awkward. Yeah, very awkward. about not being prepared.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Underprepared
0: is is an, is an awkward is an awkward place and so it also steals away your confidence when you do that.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So being prepared, big deal. We're in a, you know, I think uh, any type of income producing or, or, you know, any type of revenue generating type of activity, which is meeting with people in your business, revenue generating activities, we have to be super prepared Mm -hmm. because that's what writes your paycheck. Right. And the difference between, you know, I mean, I know what commission rates are on, you know and the and the average home is is selling uh for about two hundred thousand in this market um you know just on an average you know you're looking at five five to six thousand dollars of commission right there, you know just on an average of just blowing it by not you know being prepared mm-hmm. and um you know if you're not prepared you know and you start and you do that a couple of times a month, well, you're gonna lose confidence number one that's gonna hurt your your situation your ego. And it's going to cause you to head down a path that's going to be unproductive I and just not. Gonna,
1: I was just going to say about the confidence because if you're not if you're going in there and they're asking you questions that you, all of a sudden <clears throat> your confidence level is going to go down and their confidence level in you is going to go down. Yes. So you have to. Yes. Yeah. There's like I say, over prepared.
0: Yeah. Be over prepared. Big one. Be over prepared. Well, anything else? Um, we got just a minute and a half or so here, and we're going to be closing out. But uh, anything else that you want to shine on?
1: I guess it's really know your audience, know who you're presenting to, Who I mean, there's, there's millennials all the way to, I don't know if they're called, what are we, like baby boomers, I don't know, there's all kinds of terminology they give to us, and there's a lot of different personalities, so you got to know how you're going to mix them together. If, a lot of times, you're going to go meet with somebody elderly. You don't discuss business until they discuss business with you. When you go to the millennial, that that's just they want to get their house listed. They don't want to sit and talk about the game or who won, or they just want to get their business taken care of. So you, you kind of got to know how your audiences and how to approach mm. them. Mm. Just because it's once again, it's going to give their confidence level in you on that you knew how to address them and you knew how to approach them and, and how how they wanted to be. Um, I don't want to say. Dealt with, but kind of how yeah. they they want to be treated. Their and, style of being treated. Yep. That's exactly yeah. right.
0: And you know, you're right. Age does that does play a part because of experience. Um, um, we hope sometimes. You know, not always. Not but. always. <laughs> Socioeconomic has a tendency to because of what people have uh, capacity for mm-hmm. um, very has very a tendency so. to to work in that category. And then of course all those different social uh, tra- traits or styles or or. social integration that somebody is going through at the that particular moment um can make a big difference as well well look i i really enjoyed our time and i'm uh i I hope that uh i hope we're able to have you come up again
1: thank Um, you it would be it'd be awesome
0: to uh to hear more about your results and what's happening and um further things happening in the real estate arena thanks charlotte
1: thank you you're welcome
0: Well, for me, that was a fascinating interview, and I hope that it was for you as well. And, you know, we we talked a lot about the different social styles and the ability to put those social styles inside. If you want to really listen, dig into the social styles, just go to the the actual social behavior and social styles uh, podcast that we recently did. The big thing that I love about what Charlotte was talking about is the concept of being prepared and being prepared is so important in every aspect of doing business. And you know, the MLO process, we talk about creating the lead, getting the lead, we talk about prospecting and 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 how you take that lead and turn it and qualify it and make sure that it's a qualified lead. All of this takes preparation. You gotta be prepared when you're going and creating, when you're doing your business, learning your product, understanding your service uh, making sure that you 're well prepared well rehearsed before you enter the marketplace, and uh, this preparedness goes entirely through the process uh, when you uh, you know you're when you 've got the the person qualified and as you 're working through the qualification process with somebody and you 're setting the appointments and you know not having distractions and being in the right mindset making sure you're blocking time correctly. All of this is part of proper preparation, and as you go into the presentation format, you certainly want to be prepared. You want to be practiced, rehearsed, you want to be ready, you want to be in the right mental frame of mind when you're walking in presenting and demonstrating your products and services. And of course, as you transact business, the process of transaction or getting the person to say that final yes um, to put their name on the I uh, application or to get them to engage with you in business and to make that transaction come together. That, of course, is highly important that you are preparing, preparing studying, uh, being in a position to understand the value of moving from presentation to transaction. Then, of course, you know the follow-up process, the implementation, uh, getting the referrals, these are all really highly tactical things that we need to be doing in order to be highly successful. And so I uh, hope you enjoyed the interview. I think it was a great uh, 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 rendition for somebody who's pretty new, uh, not new to the sales or people business for sure, as you could tell by her savvy and her, um, the way she carries herself and her professionalism. Uh, but somebody who certainly took that and has implemented or gone into a new arena, the real estate industry here in this case, and is implementing those those ideals. And I think you'll find that people who are successful in one business or one attribute or one, one journey of their life, you're gonna find them successful in other areas as well. And so um, a friend of mine uh, recently said success leaves clues. And those clues are the clues that you want to look at as to what they're doing, how they're doing it. And this was a great example of a successful person who's now turned her uh, passion of uh, wanting to be in the real estate market and help people get what they want. And, and, and now she's highly successful in that arena. Well, that's it for me for another, uh, another edition of Matt Levin Online. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now.